Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? It's your girl, D. Scott, and today is Manic Monday, December 14th, 2015, and we're going to have a short show tonight because I must go out and celebrate Ezra Scott being sworn in to city council office in the um, death, the unfortunate and untimely death of Bob Anderson. I'm so proud of that guy, and I definitely just want to, you know, send a special shout-out to Saladin and everyone that helped during the campaign process, and, you know, if you didn't know, now you know. He's um, he's here to stay, and he's not going to be swayed. And so I would like to just go into my normal ratchetness. Oh, God. So I went back to watching Love and Hip Hop New York because that's more my speed. You know, they're regular people just like this. A lot of people think that they're, you know, on the Southern Love. And, you know, I've always expressed my love for Richie D's, Rich Dallas. And um, so I see this girl, and she looks like a bootleg Stacey Dash. Her name is Mariah, some bullshit. And someone's going to punch her in the stomach because she eats too much pasta as it is. And she's a white girl, and I think she's drop-dead gorgeous. But I just think that you saying that you were in the foster care system and things like that doesn't give you the right to feel like you have street cred just because of that. And I love, let me just start out the show by saying I love Papoose's relationship with Remy Ma. And, you know, I just I want Remy Ma to stand back and say, you know, I'm grateful and I'm fortunate that I had a husband that held me down when she was in prison and so on and so forth. And then we come to the Peter Gunn situation, which if you are following me on Instagram at miss.d.scott, you will see that I am clowning the fuck out of him and Amina Butterfly situation due to the fact that y'all motherfuckers was in this apartment building, a nice one because I know where it is. Um, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, like, I don't, I, I don't understand this. And a lot of people don't understand this. And so we just, you know, I, I just can't get it together. And then for Amina, like, Amina, come on now, didn't he embarrass the fuck out of you last time? And let's be clear, Tara's only doing that again. Once you, you men, you think you fucking know everything. Uh, Tara's only getting back with you to fuck over Amina. And if you guys remember back to the original Love and Hip Hop reunion where Monique, as in Precious, you know, Precious, come in here, give your mother something to eat. It's the chicken. Yeah, Precious. Precious Mama Monique, 
was the one that was like, so let me get this straight, Tara. You snaked Peter Guns out of his relationship with his original baby's mother. So basically it was just your turn. And I've been waiting all season for someone to say that. And so now Tara feels some type of way because Amina accomplished what you could not accomplish in the time and after you spit out this motherfucker's offspring um, in that amount of time. Now, I don't judge people's relationships, but here's what I'm not going to do. You not – and then – the the motherfucker, y'all are right. He was sleeping, they said, on an air mattress. Perhaps it was a regular mattress. I don't know. It was on the floor. You are not Jean-Michel Basquiat. You cannot sleep on the floor with 200 thread count sheets. Like, you can't do that. You're not an artist. It's not working out. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You have blinds, but you don't have a blanket. I, I, I feel some type of way about this. And you let this motherfucker fuck you took him out. We had too much champagne. Motherfucker, what kind of champagne was it? Did it have crack in it? Because if a motherfucker would have ever played the fuck out of me like that and married another broad after I had been living with him in a basement apartment with an old ass running center couch like everybody's getting beat the fuck up and I'm not fucking with you ever again and so I think a lot of you broads you get a little confused and you want to hold on to a man dick is not that good I promise you it's not and I've had some of the best of the best in all 50 states dick is free you don't gotta let no dude this, wait wait so then he gets down the hall and I'm like did this motherfucker just walk down the hall to his wife's they just had a baby. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever just given birth, you are ready to assassinate a motherfucker. You really are. Let me sip this let me sip this Christmas blend. Mm. You ready to assassinate a motherfucker? Because you like, I just put my body through some emotional and fucked up changes. I got a little fat up around me. I might got a muffin top, and I like muffins. And you going to fucking play me like this? Peter Guns would have been stabbed in the motherfucking kitchen that day, that, that minute, that hour. Motherfucker don't come home. Fuck the side effects. I'm, I'm motherfucking tired. Like the, like the man baby say, I'm motherfucking tired. I, you're not just going to do that. And I blame you women because if you check that motherfucking, like, what is so bad about being alone? What is so bad about saying, you know what, thou shalt get thy own money, thy own money. And if you come along and you can add to me and I can add to you, that's what's up. But if not, like, you got to fuck right off with razor blades in your ass. Like, I don't care. So now... You're embarrassing black women across America, okay? And you're, like, bugging out. Punch this motherfucker in the face. I don't understand. Let me disclaim this. I'm saying what I would do. I'm not saying that you should resort to violence. I'm just saying that 75% of all homicides are committed by people that knew each other. And this is probably why. So a man going to do what you allow him to do. And so you allowed him to not come home. What the fuck? Like, what were you going to tell me? That you were in the studio, which is plausible. You know, but guess what? I guess we going to all be in the motherfucking studio then. All of us in here making beats. I could beatbox. That's what I'm going to do. Fuck out of here. So you allow this, Tara. You got embarrassed last year. Where is Jocelyn Hernandez when you need her? Right? You don't hold and keep relationships together by making a motherfucker feel pity for you and, and pity fuck you all the time. Fuck pity. Motherfucker, if you don't like me like I had to tell somebody recently, I said, I don't like you, you don't like me. We don't need to talk. And let's just leave it at that. I, I don't need to explain to you at age whatever, if you over 30, what the fuck you doing wrong and why the fuck I don't like you because you're so fucking, you have levels of bitch assness. Like, I don't need to explain that to you. If you're a grown-ass man, and that's why I love Rich Dallas. You know, so he went from the Monique situation, which I definitely want to send a shout out because I've been talking about this situation for a long time with the situation that happened over the summer with the pool party where you saw grown-ass black men standing there while young black children are being violated, especially young black females, and these cool motherfuckers didn't do nothing. 
You did not have not one black man stand forward and say, you know what, I'm going to do a march for Sandra Bland, the way that we did all the other black men that lost their lives this year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that to police brutality or just to just just to gun violence, just to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? But yet you will sit there and say that black women ain't this and black women ain't that. I didn't see no white women standing on the front lines with you when 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 they was beating the fuck out of you and choking the fuck out of you. Okay, so my issue that I love Rich Dallas for is that um, a couple weeks ago on the reunion show for the Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and Rich Dollars, one thing that I'll say about Rich Dollars, like he said, he was like, I might be corny, but I'm still getting money. And that's what the fuck I'm talking about, corny money. I'm corny as fuck, but I still get money. I still am handling my business. I'm still handling things and being able to take care of my family, and that's all I, that's all I work for. So... Rich Dallas came forward when Moniz, who I think is drop-dead gorgeous, I find her to be so um, intriguing, but you have a situation where she's coming from a bad situation with her mother, so she's not had a woman role model to say, this is what I want to model my behavior after. You know, and then you have, she feels like her mother's coming against her. And I get where her mother was coming from, going against Richie D and saying, you know, you have child support issues, because that would be an issue for me too, because her daughter, Moniece, is a single mom. But I love Moniece for the fact that, and I love Rich for the fact that he said, here's what we're not going to do today on the reunion, okay? Not none of y'all going to sit up here and talk about her, and you don't pay her bills. She got a roof over her head. He said, as long as she fucking with me, she got a roof over her head. He said, and we ain't even together. And that is what the fuck I'm talking about. A lot of you men want to sit up there and talk shit. You know what really makes you look like a man? When you can give somebody something and they have no way to motherfucking repay you. And you don't brag about the shit. And what he said is that I love her enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to let you sit up here and talk about her in my presence. Hence, the number one motherfucking reason that people just Harry and Billy had to get cut the fuck off two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I'm not still harping on it. But when I say I'm loyal to the soil on some Kendrick Lamar shit, I mean it. You're not going to talk about anybody in my presence and me not defend you. And so I felt like that's what he did, and that is the meaning of love. That's what black love looks like. It doesn't look like a Bentley sitting in your fucking garage. Because if I see a motherfucker that bought a broader Bentley, I'm like, what the fuck did you do? You give her the HIV or something? Like, what happened? She got the fucking the lumpy bumps and shit on her mouth? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you did. I don't never look at another broad and feel like her fur is better than mine or her, her hair is better than mine or her diamonds are better than mine because I don't know what the fuck you had to endure to get that shit. I know what I had to endure. I just had to have late nights and early mornings. That's it. Working for myself. You know what I'm saying? Or working for an organization that pays me to think and pays me to crunch numbers. So at the end of the day, you should never be jealous of no broad for what they got because you don't know what that motherfucker had to endure to get it. All these broads sat up there and talked about Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God, he's such a party animal. He's amazing. Now these are the same broads that's turning around suing this motherfucker saying that he was fucking him and giving him HIV. Look. If we fucking around like that, and I get, motherfucker, I can't get a heat rash. You getting fucked up. You, your mama, your children, I'm snatching all your kids, boy, headed. They getting hit in the crosswalk at school. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't have it to do. And so I have to commend Richie Dollars for being a kappa, even though my family is alphas, ski-wee. And um, 
But I give him the credit for saying, you know what, you're not going to sit up there and talk about it. And if you say something the fuck else, Ray J, I'm going to have to stand up, and now you have a problem with me. And they're not together. And so what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have children to women like Monique or women like whomever, and you sit there and you talk shit about your baby's mother, that's really more telling about who the fuck you are as a man. That's that bitch-assness 101 that starts coming out. I don't have nothing bad to say about my ex-husband. He's my ex-husband. Do I have facts to say about him? Absolutely. But is it any of your motherfucking business? Absolutely not. You understand what I'm saying? That's my son's father. And for what it's worth, for whatever reason, we didn't make it. But I know that this is a man that when he met me, he said, you're going to be the mother of my son, and we're going to be married, like, soon because I don't want to let you go. And so I always appreciate that. Now, he's on his third marriage, and my son has a little sister, which I look at this girl not like she's my daughter, but she reminds me so much of my son at that age. There has to be love there. So that comes a level of maturity that you reach once you've been in love and you've had your heart broken, because that's real love when you can love somebody or something that you didn't even have a part of because it reminds you of something that you adore so much, such as my son. So a lot of you broads need to calm the fuck down during the holiday. If you had a kid and you can't afford to do Christmas for your kid because your husband your ex-husband or your boyfriend's not fucking paying, then shame on fucking you. You know Christmas, like my mama used to say, Christmas is the same time every motherfucking year. It's always on December 25th. So you knew six months in advance, like my mama and them used to do, we was getting coats and shit like that six months in advance. We got electricity bill paid six months in advance because my mama knew she wanted to get us a couple, two, three things for Christmas. And I didn't even know we was poor until I got to college and I went to the motherfucking financial aid office and they was like, okay, well, them people over there, they signed a check. They didn't have to be here. You got to sit here all day because you asking for money to pay for your school. And so that's something that I said would be a major accomplishment for me if I was able to just cut the check or swipe the card for my son to be able to go to whatever school it is he wants. I don't know if you know, New York University is $55,000 a year. Y'all not about that life. My son can go wherever the fuck he want to go. If he say he want to go to state school, that's what's up. If he say he don't want to go and he want to go to NYU, then I guess we're going to have to be a $55,000 a year motherfucking hustler because I want to write the check myself. That is my honor. That is my duty as a parent. So some of y'all motherfuckers sit up here and y'all snuff y'all know that people that accept, you know, welfare or things like that, but yet your kids get student loans. So don't don't tell me that you were being a responsible parent, but yet you couldn't cut the check at the beginning of the year. It's no different. You understand what I'm saying? You're still asking the government for help. I don't want to do that. I want my son to be able to come to me and say, Mom, I want to go to school because I want to learn how to be a chef or how to be whatever. Then that's what the fuck he's going to do. And me and his father are going to see to it that that happens. That's co-parenting. So, yeah, you know, sometimes I get upset with his dad. Sometimes I get upset with the situation. But at the same time, what you do, don't, don't let my son eat. Motherfucker, you don't have to pay me for 77 years and my son is still going to eat. And he's going to eat sushi. He's going to eat Kobe beef. He's going he's gonna to be in New York at Carmine's. He's going to be at, you know, Il Molino. He's going to do whatever he wants to do because he's the next generation. And so I think a lot of what Love & Hip Hop is showing us is that showing us strong black women like Yandy. But I don't see a lot of hashtags for Yandy. Yandy be about her business. What a lot of y'all don't know about Yandy, Yandy writes and is one of the editors, I believe, for um, Black Enterprise Magazine, a publication that's been in existence for over a decade. Like, are you being serious? So you think that just Mendeecees was the only money that she got? Nah, nah, not at all. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to be, as a woman, able to put yourself in a position where if a motherfucker walked away tomorrow, and I know that, you know, shout out to all the stay-at-home moms, like my girl Ashley and stuff like that. 
That is a true trust in a relationship because I couldn't do it. Because of my damage in the past, I would feel like someone is going to give me this Persian rug and then they're just going to snatch it from underneath me. And I need to be prepared for when you're going to snatch an $11,000 rug from underneath me, a $20,000 rug from underneath me. You know what I mean? I need to be sure that when the linens get changed that I have something to sleep on. You understand what I'm saying? So I learned to put my trust in myself as opposed to a man or just man. And a lot of you religious people, you do the same thing. You put your trust in the preacher instead of putting your trust in God, Allah, Yeshua, Jehovah, whatever you call him. I don't, I don't trust man. I trust myself. You understand what I'm saying? And I trust that there is a, a, is a bigger plan than just what's going on right here. And so I had a conversation with someone about becoming stagnant. And I said, you know, just as, you know, when you're getting into stuff that you shouldn't be in, right now is a dangerous position for me because I'm stagnant. I haven't moved forward in the next level of my company. I haven't moved forward, which we're getting there. But for me, everything has to be perfect because I'm used to the critique. I'm used to somebody saying, oh, she thought she was going to do this, this, and this. No, I didn't think about it. I thought about it. I wrote this shit down. I put it on a memo. I cut pictures out. I put it on my vision board, and it fucking happened. If I write down 112 things that I want to do for whatever next 365 days out of that 112 things at least 110 of them will be done and I write down everything from paying off small bills to just doing little shit and I just want to be that parent that you you know black people you got to look at it like this and you have to look at it in a situation of I don't want to be like everybody else I don't want people to feel like you know my son is here because he got a scholarship or my son is here and scholarships are great we would take the money but what I always told my son was that the money that we, me and your father, have put aside for your for your college, if you choose not to go to college, then you need to open your business immediately. My son is also, you know, a proprietor. And a lot of people don't know that because I don't feel the need to get out there and advertise every single fucking day because I'm not begging you for money. I'm not begging you for a donation, which was one of the things that I was proud of Ezra Scott for today when he said his acceptance speech on behalf, you know, of taking the seat of Bob Johnson for the next couple of weeks, or Bob Anderson for the next, Bob Johnson, you see that? confusing him with a billionaire but um one of the if you don't know who bob johnson is you need to google him because that was actually a compliment he's one of the uh forbes list people along with robert smith that made it this year on the cover of forbes magazine as one of the richest black men in the country so and bob johnson was the the actual owner of bet so until he sold it so y'all should know who that is however um I was so proud of Ezra for taking the seat of um bob anderson when he said that he was going to come forth with an award you know, and what a lot of people don't understand is that people like recognition, people like accolades, people like to say, you know what, job well done. So even if it's just a plaque that we bought off Pine Avenue from the guy that, that we deal with, I, I'm sure that some citizen will love the fact that they were recognized for doing what they were supposed to do. We see you. We see everything. And so... Like I said, tonight we're going to cut the show a little bit short because we have to go out and celebrate the um, the seat of, uh, of uh, Ezra Scott. And I'm not going to tell you whether we are related or not because I feel like y'all are going to figure it out on your own. As the years go by, we got four years in office. And I just feel like, you know what, I want um, – I just want everybody to understand that what you see on TV isn't always real. Like, y'all do know that the papoose and all that situation, that's one of the same castles that they had on, um, what is it, not million-dollar weddings, but there was a show on TLC about the weddings, and I believe it's out in Jersey. And so I just feel like, 
you know, he's trying to do Papoose. I have to give a shout-out to him, the 5%ers. And I have to, you know, put that out there that this is what it looks like when a man loves a woman. And so if you've never seen it, even though they may not be on the same level right now, that's that gutter shit. So we're going to leave the show tonight with Drake and Future live from the gutter, one of my tracks. I, I woke up like this. I'm born alive from the fucking car to bed. I ain't talking about some big money shit. I ain't talking about big money shit. I ain't talking about big money, bitch. I'm born alive from the car to high body motherfucker talking big money shit, bitch. Straight up out the car, never had shit. Then we got 90210 on our address. Talking shit to me just to get an ass I know the still still falling down on my last bitch This money made me hungry, I'm a savage I seen the stars lining up, you couldn't imagine I watched my bro give up on me like a marriage I went back inside the attic, counted up and started laughing <laughs> I went back inside the attic, counted up and started laughing <laughs> <laughs> Cuban licks hanging on my wrist, I put some Wake up in the house, I look up, I see bills everywhere I see girls everywhere, I see scales everywhere I see hell everywhere, I get mail everywhere Walked inside the booth and came out in the Learjet I'm feeding for that lean, I ain't started drinking beer yet They bust the trap, I live there Came out clean, I ain't clean, my niggas still there Just imagine you were living lavish and they still there Wake up in the crib, pool, sitting on the hill now I just need some niggas with me, that's what keep it real now Got a lot of pretty bitches, I just pay their bills now Money make them feel good, but now she make me feel good Don't forget that Guala out in Europe, but I'm still hood Don't pop a bottle on the model, fuck her like I'm on my last damn dollar Point live from the fucking car to I ain't talking about some big money shit. I ain't talking no big money shit. I ain't talking no big money, bitch. Yeah. Reporting live from the gutter, I will buy this motherfucker. It's not even a discussion. Woo! And I got my niggas with me, yeah, yeah. She gon' end up dipping with me, yeah, yeah. And I got a trippin' off the yeah, yeah. Pillow talking, dishing out on all yeah. In one end, not the other. Shut your mouth and take what's coming. Live from the gutter, dog. Yeah, yeah. She don't want pets, but I'm a dog. Yeah, yeah. And she love it, dog. Yeah, yeah. And she love it, dog. Yeah, yeah. On the billboards, all we do is pop shit. Soon as night fall, that's when we lock in. It's for my niggas on that bullshit in the nonsense. It's for my dogs that go karuche with the chopsticks. Woo! And we gon' miss you. They don't want no smoke, they don't want no issue But these are times we gotta live through But these are times we gotta live through And I Point live from the fucking car to bed I ain't talking about some big money shit Point live from the damn car to Swear to God I about this motherfucker <laughs> Take a few steps back.
to go You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I've been doing this more than you. Just remember, I've been doing this more than you. Have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday. Much love.